This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Good morning, Rabotei Parashat Chayisara. We're going to learn some of the important principles in the parasha from the Orachay Makadosh, as well as something from the Khatam Sofer. So we start with the following. Let's start with the beginning of the parasha. Vayihu Chayisara. These were the days of Sarah. So Orachayim HaKadosh starts off right away from ask, by asking, usually we know when we talk about the, the years of the Tzadikim, it's Vayechi, Vayechi Yaakov. You have the word, the word uh, Vayechi is something that is much more common. Like it says Vayechi Shem as well, or Ve'ele Shemot, or Ve'ele Chaye. Where it says, Vayihu. So we know from experience, those of you who have been learning Orachay Makadosh for a while, you know that Vayihu is a language of Tsa'ar, a language of pain, the Zohar Kadosh writes. Like it's Vayibimechashverosh, you know bad things are coming. So over here, we're trying to say Vayihu, says the Orachay Makadosh, simply because she wasn't supposed to die now. Her years got shorted because she got shocked into thinking her, her, her son was going to die, and then he didn't die, and then it, it went back and forth. In other words, if there, there's a way how to say over news, and when news are said over in a shocking fashion, so then it's, it's a problem. There's a story I once heard from Rabbi Shimshen Pinkus, Zecher Tzadik Nivracha, he said that it used to be that the worst thing for a person was that if their child became uh, uh, non-shomer Torah or mitzvot. Now people somehow come to terms with it. But that was the worst thing possible. And there was once a, a, a woman, she had one son, and Lo Alinu, that child died. So nobody knew how to break the news to the woman without her fainting and, and dying. So they told her, listen, they came up with the following idea. They came and they said, listen, I want to tell you about your son. He started uh, hanging around with the uh, Christian boys. What? Yeah, and, uh, you know, is, is he Shomer Torah Mitzvah? We don't know how to tell you this, but uh, but he he stopped keeping Mitzvot. What? I'd rather he's not alive anymore. So they said, you should know, he died, but he died at Sadiq, and everything was okay. She said, ah, oh, Baruch Hashem. And in other words, she was, at least she got that type of comfort, and she was able to live this lady. She was able... She was able to, to absorb the blow and still live instead of being shocked. So over here, by Sarah, the, 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 the Satan played a trick on her in a way that she had to pass away early. So what we have to, what we have to understand is that, is that Vayihu also tells us a hundred years and twenty years and seven years. Here's the, the Khatam Sofer points out uh, a very puzzling Gemara. Gemara says like this, Rabbi, it's a Midrash actually, that Rabbi Akiva, when he saw that his students were falling asleep, he would tell them something to wake them up. So he said the following, Why did Esther have the zikhut to, to uh, rule over 127 lands? So he said because she was the great-great-grandchild of Sarah, who lived for 127 years. So the students woke up and said, what, what, what connection between Esther and Sarah and 127 here and there? So the Khatam Sofer asks, 
What's going on? Why did he pick the 127 by Sarah? That he comes to tell you that that that, that is why uh, Esther had 127 years. And why did Rabbi Akiva pick that up to wake up everyone? So listen to what the Khatam Sofer says. This is the following. A tzaddik's life has to be to the fullest. And the Orachim HaKadosh says this, that, well, that's why it says, these were the years, Why? According to what I said, to get you that since she died because of pain, the Pasuk is going to tell us, but you know, her years, she completed all the years that she was supposed to. What happens, says the Khatam Sofer, that a tzaddik wants to fill his years to the fullest. But what, when he's young, he does, he's not learning until he wakes up, until a tzaddik wakes up and they started doing good actions, doing what they're supposed to do. They're uh, playing bingo, they're Monopoly, and, uh, and now, you know, the Game Boys and then whatever else that they have that they're playing with. So why are you wasting time? And uh, bingo is when they get older. Is when they get older and they're in the nursing home and they, you know, they're counting the cars and bingo. But I'm saying that 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 the problem is is that a, a, a tzaddik, even though he filled his life to the fullest, but he's missing those beginning years. So Sarai Menu, let's say she was missing two, three years of her life, not more than that. If Rivka already at three years old, she was uh, she was uh, she was on her game. So you would imagine Sarah as well. So she was missing some years in her life. So how do you catch up on those years that were lost? She had to put in nights also. She had to work chesed at nights, not only the days, but she had to take away sleep from herself. And therefore, Sarah Imenu, says the Khatam Sofer, caught up on those 127 years. And since she caught up on those 120 years, that means she lived her life to the fullest. So he was telling them, Rabbi Akiva, you guys are falling asleep on the job. So he told him, you know why Esther got all this zikhut? Because she filled her life, not like you guys that are falling asleep. And now you're going to have to catch up on that wasted time. And that's why Sarah lived 127 years. That means she filled her life to the fullest. And she caught up on her life. And you guys are not listening to my shi'ud. So they woke up right away, the students. <laughs> that's Rabbi Akiva's trick in how, to, in, how to, in how to educate them. I guess it teaches us, if we wake up late in our life and we've been doing all types of stuff, so we can't say, you know what? I'll, I'll take it easy and I'll learn two hours, one hour a day. No, you got to catch up on the last time, on the lost time to fill up your years. So that's a great Musa from the Khatam Sofer. So it continues in the parasha and it talks about Sarah who died in Kiryat Arba, who Hevron Be'eretz Kena'an. Famous Orachim Makadosh who says that the Pasuk is alluding to, as a hint, the following. That when a tzaddik dies, what happens is, is that they don't really die. Like we know that Yaakov Avinu Lomit. What does that mean? A tzaddik doesn't really die. Says the Orachim, a person is composed of four foundations. Esh, Ruach, Maim, Afar. Fire, wind, water, and earth. That's what a person is composed of. And when they learn, and when they do Ma'asim Tovim, and they do good actions, and when they work on themselves, so they're bringing that connection they have from Hashem and infusing it in the in these four yesodot and their flesh becomes a direct conduit to Hashem and when they pass away their 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 flesh is not really so separate from them so that's what it means they never died so what over here it says in the pasuk vatamat sarab bikiryat arba she died with the four 
uh, with the city of her four of her four foundations. The four foundations that never died. Who Chevron? Because she was mechaber them. She put them together. And Eretz Kenan is always alluded in the Zohar Kadosh as Olam Hazeh. It's like the foreign land. So she died in Eretz Kenan. It could be that those four Yisodot, that's where she was, but she was always connected to the, uh, to, to the four principles. And that's how since she transformed those four, four foundations in her body, so she became a, uh, she became a spiritual being. So that's, that's, a, that's an interesting, uh, uh, thought to remember. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you the, fo- the one, one following thing moving in the middle of the parasha. I'm giving you a taste of Dorachaim from the beginning, the middle, and the end of the parasha. In the middle of the parasha, there's the whole episode how Eliezer comes looking for a wife for Avram. So Dorachaim says that the number one thing he prayed, he says, Krenalifanai. Why? Because, uh, Eliezer, oh, he's looking for a wife, uh, in other words, for Avram's request to find a wife for Yitzchak. He knew that Avram's going to be successful anyways. Avram prays he's going to be successful, but he wanted to be the shaliach. Like Mordechai tells Esther, It's dependent on you. So here, that's what Eliezer was praying for, says Dorachim HaKadosh. So he sees Rivka, and he sees the water that rises to her. Says Dorachim HaKadosh, what does that mean, the water rising to her? He knew right away it was the right thing. That's why, before he said, Hagmieni, give me to drink. Now he said, Hagmieni ma'ad, give me a little bit. I don't want to mess up any of the, uh, of the requests so far. I see that you're the right one already. <laughs> so he was, uh, he, he, he was taking it easy. But Rivka did not take it easy. The way that Rivka gave Eliezer to drink, revealed details in her chesed. Which a person has to realize, I was saying the story yesterday, that when you meet someone, and especially when you're meeting the prospective uh, husband for your wife, right? When the Adina is going to bring home the, the, future, uh, uh, the future husband. So what you have to look out for, you have to meet him first, right? You're not going to let your, your, your daughter go out with somebody you didn't meet first, right, Joe? So you meet them, and then, and then what happens is, you have to look at them and figure out from the small stuff, are they really worthy? Are they, do they really have the proper midot? It's not from the big things, not from like, the, everyone will say hello and they'll put on their best act. But it'll be from the, from the inconspicuous acts that, 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 uh, that you can't notice. And he says the following, that when Rivka came to, to give the drink to, uh, to, to, uh, to, to Eliezer, so the first thing you could, you could tell what she did is that, is that she said, <coughs> Okay? So she said, she, she first, I, I'm first going to give you to drink, and then I'm going to give your camels to drink. So, says the Orachim HaKadosh, you notice, you notice, in the, this is in Perek Chavdalet, Pasuk Yudchet, Vatomer Shete Adoni Vatomer Vatoret Kada Al Yada Vatishkeu. It doesn't even say about the camels. She gave the drink to Eliezer first. Vatechal Lehashkoto. She finished giving him to drink. Then she said, So he says there's a few things over here. Number one, 
She finished giving him the drink. She didn't even let him lift the, the, the jug a little bit. She did it fully for him. Because she didn't want to put any, him to put in any effort. You know, when somebody comes, oh, here, have to drink, pour yourself. It's not the same thing as if you pour for them. And not only she poured for them, she actually took the cup and she made them drink. Uh, but you do not, some people do that for you. They take that whiskey, they put it down your mouth. Right? So, in other words, not even, she didn't let him tip it all in a little bit. She made him drink the whole thing. That's because the problem is, but he don't, they force you to do that. They, over here, she, I don't think she forced. But says the Orachim HaKadosh, furthermore, why did she give him to drink fully? Because somebody who comes from the road, if they're going to drink a lot, that could be dangerous for them. Somebody told me, that's how it is in football, why they have these like squirties. Little by little they drink. You can't have the full thing. So over here too, it had to go, she had to take it slowly. But then, then she said, also to your camels. Why? Because if she would tell him at the beginning, here, drink, and I'm going to give you your camel soon, he's going to be worried. Oh, my camels, they're going to have enough. They're not going to have enough. It might not be sensitive. So in order so that he should feel comfortable in drinking what he needs to drink, after she finished giving the drink, she says, okay, now your camels. That Each detail says that Rachel Makadosh was thought out so that Eliezer saw this is really a special girl. This is the chesed that we, uh, that, that we are taught from. And the last I'm going to share with you in the parasha is that when Bituel and Lavan tell Rivka she could go along with her, with her husband, uh, uh, new husband Yitzchak, they give her a bracha. You will be for thousands and tens of thousands of people. What does that mean, at? Says the These people, Bituel and Lavan, were wicked. Well, Bituel died already. But at least Lavan was there. So, Perush, Avram In other words, they knew that already Avram got that bracha. They said, Yehidatzon should come from you. In other words, they're saying the following. Better that it shouldn't have happened. Better that Avram shouldn't have all these people. Because Avram is good and I'm bad. And says, this is very important for nowadays. You should know that any bad portion is going to hate good. Bad happen. It has to happen. It should come from you at least. And not from anybody else. That's big Rishayim that they were. And that's why the end of the parasha it says, Yishmael fell. Mi'al kolechav, says the Balaturim. Right after Yishmael falls, what do we say? They tell you that the end of times when Yishmael is going to fall, that's when the children of Yitzchak ben David is going to come and Mashiach is going to come. So Yihiratzon, when at the end of times we see Yishmael fall, that's when Mashiach should come. Chazaku Baruch. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.